we'd like to welcome you to our emergency freedom alerts for May 11th, 2021. And uh, today I'm, I'm a day late on the study, uh, just buried in work. And uh, so I'm probably going to just have to limit this to a couple parts. I'm going to try to get as much as I can in in two parts. I've got a lot to cover. So I'm going to go ahead and just open us up in uh, prayer. This is rotating our prayers. This is the strategic warfare prayer. Um, and I'll go ahead and start us out. Father God, in the name of Jesus Christ, we nullify, dismantle, cancel, and forcefully oppose all satanic operations, maneuvers, manipulations, subversions, strategies, tactics, plots, ploys, and plans, which are designed to hurt to hinder, prevent, frustrate, foil, deny, or delay God's original plans and purposes from their quick and swift and speedy manifestation taking place in the correct time and season. We rebuke and dismantle all satanic alliances and confederations worldwide. Let every um, covert and evil clandestine effort and endeavor fail. <clears throat> Cause the news media to be caught in their lying and manipulation so that only truth is manifested. We decree that every satanic strategy of inhibition, prohibition, and limitation placed upon the body of Christ by the dark side shall not prevail. We declare all invisible and visible walls of opposition, restriction, and delay will be exposed and destroyed. O oh God, confound the devices and evil plans of the enemy that they have crafted, so that their hands are not able to perform their evil enterprise. Save those that can be saved, O Lord, but those that cannot be saved, overtake them in their own crafty and devious ways. Let them fall into the into their own pits that they have dug for the righteous. Let the fire of God devour them. Let them turn on and consume one another and have them in total confusion and derision. We loose the hosts of heaven to war against the hosts of darkness, to bring an end to all deceptive, secret, and destructive measures designed to destroy all of God. God's creation and defile the world according to first john 3 8 for this reason the son of god was made manifest that he would destroy the works of the enemy we overrule all strategies tactics curses of the enemy by the power of the name of the lord jesus christ and his shed blood we overthrow spoken words, enchantments, divinations, spells, hexes, vexes, curses, witchcraft prayers, and every idle word spoken contrary to God's original plans and purposes, according to Isaiah 54:17. We reverse the curses associated with all these ceremonies, rituals, and utterances, and their plans to bring about a chaotic, bloody revolution in America and, and, and around the world, and to usher in martial law and the New World Order. We decree and declare that their plans shall be uncovered and not prevailed, and their plans shall be frustrated and unable to achieve any impact, and their threatenings and violent verbal dealings are returned unto them 100-fold. Father, we humbly ask you to reveal every hidden agenda, plan, and cover-up in the secret shadow government regarding their attempts to manipulate end-time events, which would lead to the destruction of your Christians in the innocent. Send divine and powerful angelic forces against their diabolical plans to frustrate and expose them so that they will be dismantled. Dispatch legions of warring angels and any other kinds of angels necessary to enforce your perfect will on the United States and on all the earth. Release your divine strategies and revelations upon the righteous people and government worldwide. Fill them with your Holy Spirit and cause your divine wisdom to come upon them and the fear of God. Cause them to be a holy trumpet, shedding light upon the dark, hidden secrets of the wicked. Send a spirit of confusion amongst, amongst the camp of the enemy. Let their tongues be divided, and when they communicate, let it be incoherent and misunderstood. Arrest those that operate in the spirit of Jezebel or Belial, and all other wicked spirits, and cause them to be caught in their own lies and conspiracies. Let them not be able to resist the spirit of truth or gain any ground in the natural or spiritual realm. Cause every spirit to be that 
is released from their diabolical assignments to be cast into the abyss, until which time they are then cast into the lake of fire, and that none will be able to come to take their place. Please cause these prayers and all future prayers to take on the characteristics of divine projectiles in the spirit realm so that they hit the bullseye. Let the laws that govern this prayer and all spiritual warfare strategies and tactics be binding by the word, the blood, and by the Holy Spirit. We seal this prayer in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the blood of the Lamb. Amen. Okay, so we have that. I'm just going to get right into the study today. The first one um, is called the Illuminati Unveiled. It's just a short video that I'll be playing. Okay, so this one just kind of sets the tone for today. Now, this is mature content, and the next few stories I'm covering are, like, on LGBTQ stuff, and it's mature content, okay? Um, again, not being ignorant of, ignorant of Satan's devices and that type of thing this would fall under, so... Um, just want to give you that little warning there. This is called the Illuminati Unveiled. Just a short video here that kind of set the tone for today. Lucifer, son of the morning, is it he who bears the light? Doubt it not. That's the beginning of their big secret. God is the devil, and we're already in hell right now. Altian Jurek best known as Altion Childs, is an Australian performer who topped the charts after winning the second season of X Factor Australia in 2010. On April 15th of this year, Altion published a five-hour video claiming he was initiated into the Freemasons and that Freemasonry is hiding the true world religion, Satanism. He goes on to reveal how every initiate must swear a vow of secrecy to never reveal the secrets of Freemasonry to anyone whatsoever under penalty of having their body severed in two and their bowels burned to ashes. They're, they're showing the ver the vows of, of the different Freemasonic ranks. I, I've went over a lot of those before in the past. I mean, um, it's not like it's, yeah, it's a secret, but it's it's at this point, it's really not a secret. They've, those, those things have been leaked and have come out. Their throat slit and their tongue torn out by the roots. This is the sign you do upon entering and exiting the ritual room while facing the Grand Master. Which is like the, the sign where you go across your neck like you're gonna kill somebody or cut their head off. It stands for throat slit, and it goes like this. They yeah. use symbolic gestures to flaunt their secret religion. Yeah, Such here as it shows Fauci doing the hidden hand thing, which, um, you know, I think you go all the way back to Napoleon, where they hide their hand. They'll take those pictures, and their hands are hidden in their vest, and like they're wearing like a three-piece suit, and their hands are hidden. And it looks really weird, unless you're actually aware of what they're trying to convey. Um, sign of the master of the second veil, or the hidden hand, the sign of silence. As you move up the ranks of Freemasonry. The oaths of silence for taking each degree become more brutal. Having your heart torn out and fed to wild beasts. Your head struck off and placed on the highest spire of Christendom. Destroying your business and reputation. And hanging you in your own home. Masonic rules clearly stipulate that the Lodge has the authority and obligation to uphold these mandates. And penalize any member who violates them. Masonic rules also warn members from inviting the vulgar and profane. The profane is what they call the uninitiated, anyone outside their secret order. As one climbs the ladder of power in Freemasonry, 
each degree requires more barbaric acts from the initiate. From being humiliated and stepped on, drinking wine from a human skull, stabbing human skulls. And in one of the highest degrees... The when I heard that the... Um the 33rd degree Freemasons that have to go to the capital and get initiated, they, they have to drink wine out of a human skull. Um, that's for that one, at least. And maybe, maybe there's other degrees where that's the case as well. I, I don't know. The initiate removes a blindfold to find a severed human head lying on the floor with a bloody knife beside it. He is instructed to take the knife in his right hand and the head in his left. Eventually, this leads the initiate to accept human sacrifice as a rite of initiation, which is the ultimate goal of this unholy hierarchy. 33rd degree Mason Manley P. Hall, who was named Freemason of the Century, wrote that Freemasonry is a religion and that initiates are intentionally misled until they reach the highest levels. He wrote that Freemasonry is an outer organization concealing an inner brotherhood, one visible and one invisible. The invisible is dedicated to the service of a mysterious arcanum arcanorum. Having a belief in a supreme being is required to become a Mason. And the atheist is looked upon by the Mason as being the most vulgar and despicable of mankind. But who is the supreme being in Masonry? Freemasonry is Satanism in disguise. Now that's that guy that just came out with this five-hour video exposing it. Third-degree sovereign grand commander of the Scottish Rite, Albert Pike, wrote in Morals and Dogma... Which is like the Bible. Morals and Dogma is like the Bible for the Freemasons. But there's two editions. There's an esoteric and there's an exoteric. And the esoteric is the one where you really get the lowdown in the truth. The exoteric is more one for just like the entry-level Freemasons. But the esoteric one is really for the higher level and for those that are in the know and are understanding that this is a Luciferian um, religion, essentially. And, um, yeah, Bill, Bill Schneblin, who was a ex-Freemason, he, he did a lot of... Uh, he's done a lot of videos on it. And um, he, he's a good one. That, I don't know if you can find him on YouTube, but any kind of truth now, you're not going to be able to find on the major platforms. It's, it's harder and harder. If it's controversial, you got to go to things like Rumble or BitChute or um, those types of of platforms to, and try to do keyword searches. It's it's harder and harder now uh, than it's ever been. That Lucifer is the light bearer. Yes. Thirty third degree Mason Albert Mackey wrote that Lucifer is good, light, victory, and initiation. And thirty third degree Freemason of the century Manley P. Hall wrote that the mystery of the craft is the seething, surging energies of Lucifer that can be wielded by the initiate. This is the symbol for Satanism, and this is the symbol for female Freemasonry, the order of the Eastern Star. The Satanic Bible lists Baphomet as the symbol of Satan worshipped by the highest level of Freemasonry, the Templar Masons. In the Satanic Rituals, it is written that Masonic Orders contain the most influential men in government, and virtually every occult order has Masonic roots, and that every rite of the Nazis' Black Order employed Masonic principles. Both Satanism and Masonic Rituals involve the goat, the coffin, and the death's head. 
Anton LaVey wrote that the Masonic rituals serve as a screening process for organized Satanism. Freemasons can also be seen making the 666 hand gesture. I'm a Christian, sir. I'm pure and virtuous and wholesome and innocent. How can you say anything? This is a 32nd degree Shriner Freemason admits that Lucifer is the same or says that Lucifer is the same as Jesus Christ, that he worships Lucifer, and that you basically you'll hear this guy. This is an older video, but this is the height of what I would call demon possession, delusional, absolute calling good evil and evil good, 100% demon possession of a person. This guy's serious. He's legit. He's not faking this stuff. Let me Let me back it up just so you can hear this guy. It shows, it shows LeBron James making all these occultic uh, hand signs. Now, for um, black men, I believe it's called Prince Hall Freemasonry. For women, it's the Eastern Star. For um, uh, children, the Demolay, and then the normal Freemasons for um, the adult men that are, I guess, I guess primarily white men, whereas Prince Hall are, are black men. Um, and I'm, I'm not saying that's comprehensive. I'm not saying there might not be other things going on there. Um, but um, that's just a little bit more for you. And it shows LeBron James making all these occult. And you'd think they almost look like gang signs. But actually, they're showing the actual Freemasonic things in the background. And he's making absolute Freemasonic gestures. LeBron Devil James. I'm a Christian, sir. I'm pure and virtuous and wholesome. And now, this is this guy who says, I'm pure and virtuous and wholesome. Number one, who says that? <laughs> I'm pure and virtuous and wholesome. <laughs> you got to be out of your mind. Paul said, oh, what a wretch of a man that I am. Who should deliver me from the body of this death? Okay. Meaning, consider the pit from whence you were dug. And, and, and consider that, you know, all of sin and come short of the glory of God. And that, you know, pride goeth before a fall and a haughty spirit before... I mean, all these things to consider about being humble before God. This guy is the quintessential epitome of being the opposite of that. Innocent. How He's innocent, too. you say anything bad about me? Sir, you need to be... How can you say anything bad about me? <laughs> I love this guy. I love this guy. He is the man. Born again. I am born again. Is that, now, did you just say that you were... They listening? believe they're born again. Now, they believe, though, that when they appear before the great architect of the universe, they're going to present their, their um, lambskin apron. Okay? Because remember, Jesus Christ was the, you know, the, was lamb, the lamb that was slain before the foundation of the earth. Freemasons believe they're going to be able to point to their lambskin apron as their atonement in order to enter into wherever they say they're going to go. To the great architect of the universe which is lucifer and that's what they refer to as god the great architect of the universe because remember it's freemasonry they're masons builders okay so he's the great architect of the universe and the square and compass the something that's used in in building or at least it, i'm sure it used to be um so i'm, I'm just kind of trying to give you a little more clarity into what's going on here Goodbye about me. Sir, you need to be born again. 
I am born again. Is that, now, did you just say that you are Lucifer? I am Lucifer. Okay, define Lucifer for me. Pure, virtuous, wholesome, innocent individual that's out to help people. Lucifer is? Yeah. Lucifer is pure and innocent and wholesome. This guy, he takes the cake, man. This guy really takes the cake. Say that again. Lucifer is a pure, holy, virtuous, virtuous. Now, see the Lucifer that God created? That's the same one. At the highest level oh. of the so-called Illuminati is a perverted sex cult, which is why high-level Mason Walt Disney not only saturated his films with Masonic hand gestures and 666. And they're showing all this stuff, flashing it on the screen. If you want to watch the video, it's amazing. Greg, Greg Reese at, at InfoWars has been putting out some just dynamite, I mean, jam-packed short videos like this that, I mean, are amazing. But also added subliminal images with hidden sexuality. Altion claims that the square and compass are actually symbolizing the sex act, the woman's legs spread open and a man mounting her. The G symbolizes the generative principle of creation. The all-seeing eye symbolizes the head of the penis. And the rays shooting forth the orgasm. Each year, 13 high-level masons may be invited to join the top of this monstrous pyramid. The royal order of jesters. Now, I've, if you key in jesters in the keyword search box at Contending for Truth, I've done several studies on that. They're like... I remember the, the first time I heard about him, it was Bill Schneblin, he was talking about him. He was like, if you know a jester, be afraid, be very afraid. <laughs> I was like, what is going on with these dudes? And so I, I started really researching them, and yeah, it's the, oh, bad, bad stuff. Dedicated to nothing but sexual depravity. There is no sin. There is only nature. Why do you think? Yeah, he's saying what he was taught. It's not what he believes now, but that's what he was taught in, in when he got recruited into this. That witchcraft has disappeared. It never disappeared. It was hidden, forced to go into hiding by the appearance of Jesus on the human scene. Wow. Another reason why he's passionately hated. 33rd degree Mason Aleister Crowley wrote how he pecks at the eyes of Jesus on the cross how the new age will arise from the destruction of Christianity, and how all children shall be accustomed from infancy to witness every type of sexual act. Now, you know, I, I still keep getting emails from Luciferians and Satanists that want to kill me and stuff, and I don't even mention it very much anymore, but um, it's always the same, that same type of rhetoric. You know, we're going to, uh, you know, and it's going to be just pure perversion, and we're going to take over, and we're, and I'm like, you know, the Bible says the devil that deceived them, meaning the, you, all the those that are deceived by the devil in the tribulation period, and the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone where the beast and the false prophet are and shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. See, that's, that's the end of you. You're not going to win. I don't care. You can flail all day long and act Mr big and bad and do all the what you're you're on the losing team you're not going to beat god it's a joke it's laughable you're on team loser but boy oh boy they act like they're they're the whatever according to the royal art of freemasonry 
Magic is the highest and most divine. And what is this magic? Any living being is a storehouse of energy, varying in quantity, according to the size and health of the animal. At the death of the animal, this energy is liberated suddenly. The animal therefore should be killed within the circle. For the highest spiritual working, one must accordingly choose that victim which contains the greatest and purest force. A male child. Yeah. We are witnessing the culmination. A male child is is the is the highest form of human sacrifice they seek, according to what Aleister Crowley talked about. The great beast of six 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 or whatever he referred to himself as. So um, they always. This is why they are so obsessed with sacrificing babies, because that's the largest abomination in God's eyes, and therefore that's the greatest thing you can do in Satan's eyes. See, that's how this all works. Oh, sorry. Now, also, when um, sacrificial victims, whether they're infants, whether they're animals, whether they're adults, whether they're teenagers, um, the demons and devils and fallen angels that are associated with these occult ceremonies vampirize and feed off the suffering and the torture and the fear and the torment of this energy that they're talking about being released, okay? And that's why they're so driven to human sacrifice because it's the ultimate example of that. And these demons and devils and evil entities feed off the energy, uh, this negative dark energy that's created during these ceremonies. And this is why I'm like, I'm opening every single teaching now with prayer against that type of, of thing. We are witnessing the culmination of their mysterious arcanum, the destruction of Christianity and the mass sacrifice of humanity. Created in 1979 by the Masonic Order of the Rose Cross, the first Luciferian commandment carved... Now, they're showing right now the Georgia Guidestones in Elberton, Georgia. Now, there is a dynamite video. If you want to know, like, all the newest things they found out, it's called Dark Clouds Over Elberton. Uh, like Elberton, Georgia, which is where these, um, uh, where the Georgia Guidestones are. It's it's near a uh, quarry, a granite quarry in Elberton, which is where these um, Guidestones, these gigantic granite monoliths have been erected, erected. And it's one of those things where they're so heavy and it was such a colossal undertaking, even for that quarry, that I, I believe they didn't want to really move them too far away because it was a logistical nightmare. And that's one of the reasons they ended up there. Now, I, I got to believe they're on some type of ley line. And I've talked about ley lines in the past as well. Um, and I'm sure they are. I'm sure they are. But there's ley lines crisscrossing the planet, Okay. Um, and it's the best, most in-depth documentary if you want to know about the Georgia Guidestones. I just watched it. It took me like, oh man, probably three weeks to get through because I, I have to have it playing in the background because I have such little time. And I, this, is a, this is something you kind of want to watch. You don't really want to just have it playing in the background. You're really not going to get it all. Man, they, they found out some really interesting things about these uh guide stones if you want to know more and i'm pretty sure you can find it on i think i watched it on youtube um 
or I'm sure it's on other platforms. Into the Georgia Guidestones is to maintain humanity under 500 million in perpetual balance with nature. Yes. High level Mason Friedrich Nietzsche wrote how Christianity is more harmful than any vice and considered Christians sick animals. Their utopian new age as written about in the Satanic Bible and in the Lucius Trust, consultants to the European Union, is nothing more than the absolute destruction of Christianity. Aleister Crowley wrote how the people need to be ruled by the state and the world must be bathed in blood to usher in the new age. Subversion of all governments and world religions. They're showing uh, Stalin, it looks like Khrushchev and Hitler, all making um, these occultic hand signals, uh, the, the Freemasonic. Two of them have their hand inside their coat, like the hidden hand, and Aleister Crowley, or uh, Hitler showing the, the pyramid one that you'll see a lot of the, the people in Hollywood doing. Uh, so most of these people all that have ever gotten to high-level leadership around the world or in Hollywood, they're, they're involved in, in occult societies. ...has been going on in secrecy for centuries. Yeah, they're even showing the Pope and Joel Osteen doing the Cornudo sign, the, 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 the horns of Satan sign. Religious leaders, heads of state, and your favorite pop stars have practically all been absorbed into this hidden hand yeah. of Satanism. In 1991, the Noahide laws were signed into U.S. law by Skull and Bones member George Bush. Yes. Once these laws are practiced openly, it will be blasphemy to call Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior. Right. Punishable by death. They want to bring us back to the days of blood sacrifice. Now, I've, I, Key and Noahide, uh, I've done several teachings on the Noahide laws. Whether you believe or not, the culture of compassion, mercy, and love is Christian. Yes. Christ ended the days of blood sacrifice. Christ forgave us of our sins, all of us, liberated us, so that no man could stand between the individual and God. It's no wonder why they hide in the shadows. With a religion based on their own weakness, their so-called magic is nothing other than ruthless thuggery and deceit. Like broken animals, they fear the true light and want to drag you into the darkness with them. Yes. Don't let them. For Infowars.com, this is Greg Reese. Excellent. Excellent. Love it. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, then we have this. Uh, abomination, drag queen pastors approved by the United Methodist Church in America. I'm just going to play a little bit of this uh, nauseating clip here. This this goes on. This is like a 27-minute clip, but... um. Welcome to Hope United Methodist Church. Hope Church. And it's showing a full, full on dress drag queen man dressed as a woman announcing this Hope Church. Okay. Tim is an inclusive church. We wanted this to be a place for absolutely everyone. No, that she she doesn't mean that at all because she would they would never tolerate a true born again Bible believing Christian there. Because a true born again Bible believing Christian would, would not be welcome there. That's the only one they wouldn't probably tolerate. About, about any other religion that you could possibly imagine or cult. Yeah, they probably would tolerate them. Anything but true Bible-believing Christianity. And I'll get into the Bible verses. The King James, 
King James Bible verses regarding uh, the homosexual, bisexual, that type of lifestyle. I'll, I'll get into that. I'll let you know what that what the Bible says about it. And that's why they would not tolerate someone with those beliefs. So she's a liar. Okay, a total liar. It's a controversial topic, but Isaac Simmons is breaking barriers within the Methodist Church. Currently, the United Methodist Church says that a self-avowed practicing homosexual is incompatible with the teachings of Christ. He's now on a path for leadership within the church. They're saying this person is being called to ministry um, and has our approval to... Yeah, I'm sure God's going to call a sodomite into pastoral ministry. Somebody that's demon-possessed to the toenails. Somebody that um, will not get into heaven if they continue this same lifestyle. The Bible's very clear on it. I'm sure God is going to, with all the qualifications for pastors and deacons and bishops and elders, which so many people don't even want to talk about, husband of one wife, okay? Meaning women can't be pastors, bishops, deacons, or elders. Sorry, but that's what the Bible says, okay? You may have some watered-down translation that might permit it, but the most accurate translation we have with the King James, it's been known for antiquity that women were not, nor gay people, nor a host of other people. It was The, the qualifications for um, being a pastor are very, um, it's very strict. Uh, husband of one, I don't qualify for, I'm not the husband of one, that's why I call myself a watchman. I'm not a pastor, nor am I called to be a pastor. I never call myself a pastor. Okay, some people call me that, but I'm like, ah, duh, I'm not though. <laughs> I'm a watchman. That's all I am. Okay, I'll just read you this real quick. First um, Timothy three seven one through seven. A, a pastors, bishops, elders, deacons, and spiritual overseers. Okay, this is what the qualifications are. All right, these are all basically very similar offices. They're not the same, but they're similar. This is a true saying. If a man desire the office of a bishop, which again is much like a pastor, much like a elder, much like a spiritual overseer, okay? If he desire the office of a bishop, he desire the good work. A bishop, then these are the qualifications. A bishop then must be blameless, the husband of one wife, vigilant, sober, of good behavior, given to hospitality, apt to teach, not given to wine, no striker, not greedy of filthy lucre. Meaning, I mean, how many of, of, of just those first things would absolutely 100% disqualify the majority of pastors that are in the pulpit right now? Because the greedy of filthy, filthy lucre is ubiquitous almost. I'm not saying everybody but a lot, okay? And also, it doesn't even get into here where, you know, don't yoke up with the government. Don't let the government give you your right to exist. Don't let the government give you your right to exist as a pastor through a license. That would just be known back then. But now it's just taught in cemeteries, I mean the seminaries, and they teach them all these things that mess the pastors up right from the get-go. If the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? Proverbs 11.3. So their foundations all messed up from the cemeteries most of the time. Seminaries, I'm sorry. <laughs> and um, so not greedy of filthy lucre, which is like money and these types of things. But patient, not a brawler, not covetous, 
one that ruleth his own house well. Do you know, it's it's just absolutely 100% almost common that if you're a pastor, normally you, you're, you're, your family is just a mess. That's been my experience in the church. I'm sorry. Usually, their families are far more messed up than the people that are in the congregation. That's been my experience. I'm not saying that in a judgmental way. I'm just saying from my experience, from what, from what I have seen, from what Taylor's seen, from what a lot of people I know have seen, they do not rule their own house well at all. Okay? Having his children in subjection with all gravity. Oh, come on. How, how much of the time is that? They're, most of the time, pastors' kids are the most messed up ones around. Because a lot of times they get neglected and they get put on the back burner for the sake of the ministry. And they, they end up just being a mess. Oh, man, I can't tell you how many times I've seen that one. For if a man knoweth not how to rule his own house, how shall he take care of the church of God? So again, what I've just went over would disqualify the vast majority of pastors, I would say, dare say in America and a lot of other places. Okay, Not a novice. And again, most of these guys don't even know the Bible. They, they, don't, they don't understand the book of Revelation or Daniel or they've been taught a really bad interpretation of it. They're never taught what Genesis 6 means about the sons of God seeing the daughters of men that they're fair, taking them wives out that they chose bearing to them the, the men of old, the men of renown, the giants, the Nephilim, derived from the Hebrew word, never taught that. That's, that's something they always keep away from them. They're corrupted. They're novices when it comes, when it comes to scripture. Okay? Absolute, total novices. That's one of the biggest things I see. Less being lifted up with pride, he fall into condemnation condemnation of the devil moreover he must be of good report of them that are which or without now see none of this even applies anymore in the church it doesn't really we're, we're so far away in so many levels to what the bible says a church should be and how a church should be conducted and what what is permissible to happen in a church we're so far away from that it's laughable that's why i don't attend one i tried i tried for many many years but I'm saying it's going back to underground churches, which is the way it started. True Christianity is going to be outlawed. The, the 501c3 corporate uh, devil church that we see now that's going along with the kill shot and the mask mandates and the lockdowns and get your test and obey the government, obey Romans 13, which is a bastardization of that chapter when they, when they tell you to do this. Only when the government is a force for good that that would even apply in Romans 13. Just go to Key in Romans 13 at contendingfortruth.com. I've done whole studies on it. They're yoked up with the government. They've gotten the right to exist by the government. No, no Bible for any of that. They've got their license to preach from the government. No Bible for any of that. They're in all these denominations. No Bible for any of that. There is, there's no Bible for, for denominations. One saith I am of Apollos. One saith I am of Jesus. One saith I am of Paul. Where the Bible talks about that. Is Christ divided? Is, is what it says then. No, God forbid. But none of that matters anymore. None of that matters. It's a free-for-all. And I'm not saying that because I think I'm perfect. I'm just pointing out to you what I've observed since being a Christian since 1994 and being in many different denominations over the years. That's why this ministry started, in part, is because of that mess that I just described. So, um, 
Then uh, this goes on to say, never does the word of God imply bishop, which was the equivalent of a modern-day pastor, could be a woman. It is such a foregone conclusion in the Bible, the Bible only used this term in the masculine and makes it very clear that the bishop, pastor, elder, deacon, and spiritual overseer is to be the husband of one wife. And it surely cannot be some sodomite gay guy or lesbian in the pulpit up there yeah I, I just i loved it I, I what i really like hearing is a lesbian a real butch you know bull dyke lesbian because that they call themselves i'm sorry i mean you know that's what they are that's what they call themselves i like to hear them preach a good sermon on hellfire that's my favorite personally maybe wearing a pair of suspenders while they're doing it i don't know it's just it's just me though i'm funny that way um now, then it goes on to, uh, again, 1 Timothy 3, 8 through 15. Likewise, must the deacons be great. And it goes on to the qualifications there. Again, husband of one wife to be a deacon. And then it goes on in Titus 1, 5 through 9, um, about elders and bishops again. Okay, so this is all the Bible. This is not, you know... Me being against women or, or me being against, well, I mean, I'm totally against the homosexual LGBTQ stuff, but it's not me being against women. I'm just telling you what the word of God says, you know, but see, I'm not supposed to say that in this politically correct world we, we live in now. So, um, you could just keep biblical qualifications. You'd probably find these documents in, in like continuefortruth.com or women, um preachers i've done whole studies on that subject about what women can do for the lord biblically speaking because see there's parameters for women and there's parameters for men there's stuff that men could do um that women can't but it's vice versa as well okay so anyway um let's go back to this report here x out of that uh Let's listen to this gay guy um, tell us how, I guess, he got the green light from the United Methodist Church on for him to do what he's doing. Receive uh, the United Methodist support. He says he wasn't expecting the United Methodist Church's blessing. It means so much to be seen and validated. His beliefs bring him close to the religion. Creating spaces where... He's being validated by Satan. He's not being validated by God. Clearly against God. You know. And but that doesn't matter because see anything goes. A little leaven leaveneth the whole lump. The church started to get super leaven in the 1900s when they started yoking up with the government. They started bringing all their new age bible versions in. They started getting all their licenses to preach. And anything with two heads is a monster. You can't have the government giving you your right to exist as a church and think that's not going to affect you, affect you spiritually. Or taking a license from the government and think that's not going to affect you spiritually. That's what you went to. I've never done any of that stuff. None of it. And it's never affected me really. Because I've never yoked up with it. Doesn't mean I'm better, I just saw what was going on and i'm like well this is so obvious why would i do that I, I don't care if i'm if i'm loved among other pastors or loved among that's not my goal my, the christianity 
your walk as a Christian is not a popularity contest. Everyone, uh, regardless of their identities, orientations, can be and can exist without question or without even an inkling of, am I welcomed here? Oh, well, what about child molesters? Because he said everybody. Oh, I guarantee you one group they wouldn't include, because oh, they're going to bring in the pedophiles. They're going to bring in the child molesters. It's LGBTQP. They're starting to march with them. I've told you about that. You, you'll see them. They got their own flag. It's like a, it's like a very understated gay flag. It's got different colors on it. That's the pedophile. That's the child molester flag. Guarantee you, they'd be they'd be welcome there. One hundred percent. The only one that would not be welcome at this abomination of a church, and I wouldn't step step in it. The only thing reason I'd step in it is if God told me to go there to pray against it. Like I did that time with uh, Todd Bentley, me and my my buddy, um, we went there and prayed. And within one week, that whole thing was shut down. We we went to one of his um, when he was like really, 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 really going crazy and sweeping the nation. And gotten so big that it was, it was outside of Orlando or I think it was in Lakeland, yeah. Lakeland, Florida. That was when I lived in Florida. Me, me and my listener, Doug, and, and we went there. And um, he wasn't even there that day. But we were just there praying against what was going on there. We were we had stepped foot into that. It was basically a um, it was it was a private airfield. They had moved. They had this big building that they were renting on this private airfield. Like where they planes take off and stuff. And we we spent pretty much the better part of the day there. And within one week, that ministry imploded. Came out big scandal. Came out where he was cheating on his wife. And I mean, even as nuts as he was, they wouldn't even accept that. As as crazy as the hyper charismatics were that were in that. I mean, I saw some crazy stuff that day. Now I came out of charismania, so I was all well acquainted with a lot of stuff. But at the time, that was the dare I say one of the biggest things on planet Earth going on regarding Christendom, supposed. Pentecostal Todd Bentley look it up Todd Bentley in my in my thing um you'll you'll see it in there I, I gave the the last one as I gave on our um our trip to see Todd Bentley we didn't know he's gonna be but it didn't matter we still we got on site we prayed I believe we fasted before we went and that's the power of prayer and that's the power of actually setting foot in a place where something evil is happening and coming against it. Most of the people there, I don't think hardly anybody knew what we were doing. We weren't being overt about it. We weren't like, you know, we were just there to pray. And a lot of other people were praying, so we didn't really stick out. It worked out great, you know. Um, if we would have been cornered, sure, we would have said what we were there but you know didn't happen god gave us you know favor and we were able to stay there quite a long time uh but you know the bible says judgment must begin at the house of the lord and and i'm just i'm praying that that start happening that 
because we need God's judgment. It's really the only hope for the so-called Christian church, for the fear of God to fall upon them, for them to get their scales removed from their eyes, for them to understand that, you know, they're, they're lukewarm. They're not hot or cold like the Bible talks about in Revelation 3. And again, I'm not saying that because I think I'm perfect and I've got it all. I'm just saying the modern day church is so bad. It's so flagrant. It's an absolute abomination in God's eyes. Discovery of Hope Church is more unique. Um, it happened at a drag show. <laughs> now, So I guess the Discovery of Hope Church happened at a drag show, as he said. Drag is a passion, and Miss Pentecost is possibly the first drag queen certified in the United Methodist Church, too. Expect to be pushed. Now, I don't know this Miss Pentecost, this drag queen. I think it's that guy dressed up in a flaming pink wig and all the makeup and all the other uh, Sodom and Gomorrah accoutrements. A little in your understanding of what church can be. Mercy unto you, and peace and love be multiplied. Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, it was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that ye should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. But there are certain men crept in unawares, who were before of old ordained to this condemnation. They were ordained to it, meaning they were born for it. The Bible says the wicked go astray from the womb. They speak lies as soon as they be born, that their vessels of wrath fitted, meaning prepared ahead of time for God's destruction. Now, I don't understand all that, but I'm telling you, the Bible's real clear on that concept. And this is just one more verse in Jude where it talks about that. Godly men, turning the grace of our God into lasciviousness and denying the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. I will therefore put you in remembrance, though ye once knew this, how that the Lord, having saved the people out of the land of Egypt, afterward destroyed them that believed not, and the angels which kept not their first estate, but left to their own habitation, he hath reserved in everlasting chains under darkness unto the judgment of the great day. Even We're going to get into those verses a little soon. Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities about them in like manner giving themselves over to fornication and going after Sodom and Gomorrah I mean it's the it's the whole gay lesbian bisexual transgender movement right in your face most sickening disgusting depraved garbage that they do in that movement is just no different than what was going on in Sodom and Gomorrah and they got fire and brimstone strange flesh are set forth for an example suffering the vengeance of eternal fire Likewise, also, these filthy dreamers defile the flesh, despise dominion, and speak evil of dignities. Yet Michael the archangel, when contending with the devil, he disputed about the body of Moses, durst not bring against him a railing accusation, but said, The Lord rebuke thee. This is an Omega Watchman Media Group production. Due to the mature nature of this content, language, and death, viewer discretion is advised. I am really uncomfortable with the story of the crucifixion, with like analogies of the cross and metaphors and all that symbology. Do not be deceived. The unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Neither for This is a street preacher, I, I think in the UK somewhere. Caters, nor adulterers, nor idolaters, nor homosexuals, nor sodomites. 
no drunkards, no revilers shall inherit the kingdom of God. Um, I'm busy preaching right now. Yes, I know, but what I've just heard can be considered a race So what I just heard, so these, these devil cops that are, that are doing Satan's work, um, come up to him and uh, tell him that he can't say that anymore. I'm preaching from the Bible. Yes. Is it illegal to preach from the Bible? But it's, it is illegal to state claims about homosexuality, which I've just heard. So no, it's it illegal is. to state claims about homosexuality that they don't like, is what he's saying. So, again, nothing but a mouthpiece of Satan. Every one of these little devils will beg for the mark of the beast. And, you know, a coward dies a thousand deaths before he dies. That's what I say to them. It's not. But it's, it is illegal to state claims about homosexuality. Which I just heard. No, it is not. Okay. okay. What I'm doing today is going about my lawful business right. by preaching the Christian gospel okay. and preaching from the Holy Bible. You heard me quote from the Holy Bible and you come straight walking over to me. You're not here to mention uh, the fornication I mentioned there in that text. You're not here to mention anything about the adultery I mentioned in that text, the idolatry I mentioned in that text, the drunkenness I mentioned in that text, or, the, uh, or anything else in that text. You're here for one reason only, because I mentioned homosexuality. Right? And that right? because of the protected characteristics. Or, the, uh, or anything else in that text. You're here for one reason only. Yep. Because I mentioned homosexuality. That's all they care about. That goes on for another 20 to the 27 minute mark. I just don't have time to, you know, go go into all the, the stuff there. But, um, so we have that. And then we have um, the next report. U.S. military goes full speed ahead towards max LGBTQ inclusion with diversity panels and all gay helicopter crews in the military. Here is a picture of the U.S. Navy's first all openly gay helicopter crew poses with the rainbow pride flag in the, it looks like some type of hangar that they're, that they're at. Four different sodomite gay guys uh, that are glorying in their shame and I mean, you would think if you were in the military, this is not something you would want advertised. You know, you'd think you'd want to keep it under. No, 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 no. They want to glory in their shame. They want to, they want to, you know, make sure that that they stuff this down your throat every chance they get. So under the Biden-Harris administration, the normalization of homosexuality and transgenderism within the ranks of the U.S. military is accelerating. History is made on Friday with the first ever all-gay U.S. Navy helicopter crew, tweeted veteran Navy intelligence officer and left-wing activist Travis Akers, along with pictures of the homosexual flyers. During the... Um, Previous week, the U.S. Air Force announced that a lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer questioning initiative team had been formally established under the umbrella of its Barrier Analysis Working Group, or BOG. The LGBTQ initiative team focuses on the um, LGBT community and identifies and works to resolve the issues that disproportionately impede the success of LGBTQ airmen and guardians. Oh, the humanity. Truly doing Satan's work. The creation of this team comes 10 years after the repeal of Don't Ask, Don't Tell 
the legislation that prohibited LGB service members, like lesbian, gay, bisexual service members, from serving openly. The Washington Post has called the Biden the most pro-LGBTQ equality president in history. Yeah, oh yeah, I, I'd say that. He's, he's even surpassed Obama. Back in 2016, when Barack Obama first injected the gender confusion into the ranks, the result was absolute chaos, wrote Family Research Council President Tony Perkins after the Biden dismantled the Trump-era policy. And he goes on to say, instead of making our troops more effective and efficient, Commanders were retrofitting bathrooms for, I guess, to accommodate, what, transgenders? I don't know. Um, ordering sensitivity trainings and rewriting health care policies and worrying about, I'm sure for the transgender surgeries, and worrying about how to combat low morale. I mean, can you imagine serving in, in an armed forces where this is all going on? Again, this is all to attract these types of devils you know so that they will be the ranks of the military will be filled with legions of these devils okay uh, at the time frc's peter sprig warned that it could cost the taxpayers up to 3.7 billion over the next 10 years for medical costs and deployment lost deployment time there, there's so many other things that I, I don't even have time to get into that relate to the absolute dismantling and destruction of the military uh, in America, wherever this is being put in place, and you know, then we have the uh, we have the fact that the average male gay sodomite lifespan is only thirty nine years. Now it might be even lower than that. Now I don't know, but the Bible says in Proverbs ten twenty seven, the fear of the Lord prolongeth days. So fear of the Lord is is connected with wisdom, understanding, knowledge, angelic protection, and also prolonged days, living a long life. The fear of the Lord is. But the years of the wicked shall be shortened. And it's no coincidence that the average gay lifespan is 39 years old. Transgender is probably even less, I'm sure, because that's even a bigger abomination. Research by the Family Research Institute, or FRI, of Colorado has discovered that the average lifespan of the male homosexual is only 39 years old. Whereas, like, at the time of the writing, at least, the average lifespan of, of a normal um person is like into the 70s okay so it's quite a difference and it, it backs up what the bible just said there where where 80 percent of married men live past 65 only two percent of homosexuals live that long as shown in the accompanying chart fri found that sodomites were 116 times not percent 116 times more apt to be murdered. So that's, I think, 11,600% more apt to be murdered. 2,400% more apt to commit suicide because they're gay and happy. Because, you know, that's what gay means. Gay means happy, right? Yeah. And had traffic rates traffic accident death rates 1800% the rate of comparable aged white males you think maybe they're bringing a big fat demonic curse on themselves and that's why all this bad stuff at least in part is happening to them I do because the Bible says but the years of the wicked the wicked shall be shortened they're bringing 
They're 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 demon possessed to the toenails. And when you're demon possessed to the toenails, you're not going to typically live too long because you're going to have a lot of bad stuff befall you most likely. Because you've went directly in opposition to the word of God and you're going to pay the price. One hundred and sixteen times more apt to be murdered. See, they don't want to ever talk about that stuff. No, 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 no. These are statistics that the mainstream devil media will never discuss. Ever. Doesn't fit the narrative. Heart attacks, cancer, and liver failure were exceptionally common as well. 20% of lesbians died of murder, suicide, or accidents. 20% of them. A rate 487 times higher than that of the average white females aged 25 to 44 that were straight, that were not in that lifestyle. Okay, so 20% of lesbians died of murder, suicide, or accident, a rate 48,700%, 48,700% times higher than that of white females aged 25 to 44. Oh, there's no correlation at all, I'm sure. It's all one big coincidence. In their website, and they give you the link here, FRI details the disgusting and unsanitary sexual practices that contribute to this early death sentence, which is all it is, which is why Satan wants to get everybody involved in it as well. Get you into hellfire quicker, which is really what it's all about at the end of the day for Satan. The outing of the homosexual lifestyle in our culture has unleashed over 50 sexually transmitted STDs, diseases. I could go on and on and on. I went on and on about this before. Now, very, very soon, this will be, and I mean, absolutely, totally illegal to even have this discussion. I don't really care. I, I really don't care. You know, let them try to kill me. If it's God's will, I'll die. If not, I'm going to keep living. Because God's the one that appoints your time of death. So I'm not going to live my life in fear, and I'm not going to quiver about whatever. Bring it, is what I say. Bring it. If it's my time, it's my time. I'm not going to shut my mouth about this. 99.99% of all pastors in America have, though, for the most part. Maybe that's, I hope it's not that high. But I'm just saying, I'd say 99. I don't know what the true percentage is. But you can't be yoked up with the government and get your licensing from, from the state and expect to not be muzzled. Oh, and then you got the FEMA clergy response teams. That's a whole other level of betrayal of the church. So if I die, I die, whatever. Absent from the bodies to be present with the Lord. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. What does the KJV Bible say about the LGBTQ movement? Well, Romans 1 26 through 28 says, For this cause God gave them up to vile affections. For even their women did change the natural use into that which is against nature, meaning lesbians. And likewise, also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lust one toward another. 
men with men working that which is unseemly, gay guys, and receiving in themselves the recompense of their heir, which was meat. Meat in that word, uh, that uh, um, sentence means fitting. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, see, that's why they want to get into the churches to infiltrate it, to present the God they want. It's not going to be the God of the Bible. It's going to be their homosexual version God that is politically correct. That's why they want to control the pulpit and they want to control your speech because they don't like to retain God in their knowledge. God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. And that word convenient means apt or fitting. It's it's said in a very genteel way here then we go to verse 32 who knowing the judgment of god that they which commit such things are worthy of death i mean the lesbian gay bisexual transgenders are worthy of death not only do the same but have pleasure in them that do them that's why they're always trying to recruit because they want misery loves company they want you to go to hellfire with them the demons that possess them is what I mean. I'm not saying the gay people, I mean, unless they are uh, want to go to hell. I don't know. Maybe some of them do. But the demons in them that possess them and animate them and motivate them and drive them to do the perverse garbage that they do, they want to recruit. They want more people in hell. They know they're going to end up in the lake of fire. Satan knows he's going there. And they want to take as many humans as possible to the lake of fire. At the, this is why, this is the, the purpose of everything for Satan. At the end of the day, a thousand years from now, that's all that's going to matter. That's all that's going to matter. Or just say 2,000, I don't know, whatever. Who's in the lake of fire? Who's in heaven? I like to boil down the ministry to that. That's really where the rubber meets the road. Leviticus 2013, if a man also lie with mankind as he lieth with woman, both of them have committed an abomination, they shall surely be put to death. Their blood shall be upon them. Because you didn't want their innocent, their, no, you don't want their blood. You didn't want their evil sex acts defiling the land. When you killed them, you broke that curse. When you put them to death, you broke the curse that they were bringing on themselves and on the land. When you do these types of things, you curse the land. That's, when, that's why I, I can't stand it when I'll hear Christians say, well, what one guy does in his bathroom doesn't affect me. Yes, it does affect you. It affects everyone in the area that you're living we prove it okay i'll prove it and the verse that prove the verses that prove that is leviticus really 18 22 through 30 and again it's similar to the last ones i said but it goes into greater detail now again i've never heard anybody preach on this i mean i'm not saying there's pastors that have it i've just never been in a sermon where they got into this on why it does affect you that's why if you live in an apartment building the bible says woe to them that that um, uh, join house to house in in city to, or 
land unto land and, and let me let me let me look that up the bible says in isaiah 5 8 woe unto them that join house to house that lay field to field till there be no place that they may be placed alone in the midst of the earth what is that describing essentially a city how many good things ever come out of cities why is it the cities are always the places that are blue meaning democratic primarily and you name me one big city in america maybe uh, i don't know maybe like salt lake city maybe because they're mormons that's a death cult i don't know if they are red okay and i and i understand well dude, now you're getting to the whole republican i'm just saying People in the country tend to be more conservative. They tend to be more Christian. It's a fact. You look at a map of, of the United States and it says these are the red and the blue areas, okay? The Republicans tend to be more, obviously, more conservative, more, more Christians are, are in that, okay? And then you always see the Democrats in places where it's liberal, evil, um, horrible, and the worst parts are always the big cities, because the cities attract more devils and demons. The cities are more cursed because there's all this garbage going on in the cities. Typically, it's the places you'll see abortion clinics. You'll see like strip clubs uh, where, the, you know, the, the stripper clubs. And you'll see, um, I don't know, pornography places. You'll see a lot of the, um, the nightclubs and the bars and wherever evil goes on. Okay, it tends to gravitate into the cities. Well, this Bible verse that I'm, I'm getting into here explains that when you have wicked things going on in a city and specific wicked things really defile the land, and it's what this is. Thou shalt, uh, Leviticus 18, 22 through 30, thou shalt not lie with mankind as with womankind. It is an abomination. Neither shall thou lie with any beast to defile thyself therewith, meaning bestiality, sex with animals, okay? Neither shall any woman stand before a beast to lie down thereto. It is confusion. Yeah, <laughs> okay? I mean, how disgusting. Defile not ye, ye yourselves in any of these things, for in all these the nations are defiled which I cast out before you. So the whole nation becomes defiled because when men are with women, or I'm sorry, when men are with men and women are with women and when mankind um, participates in bestiality and when you abort your babies, child sacrifice, those are some of the greatest things that will bring judgment on a nation and defile the land. When the land becomes defiled, more demons and devils have a right to be there more curses lay on the land and the people that are dwelling in that land are affected by the spiritual nature of those curses and those demons and devils that they're basically walking through like a soup that's why conservatives tend to go you look at the, like the map of the united states it's mostly red meaning republican because those are the country areas but the cities are always blue typically well, that democratic values and wickedness and evil. And then you go into the cities and it's like, wow, this is wicked and evil. Yeah, well, it's no wonder. This is, this is the reason why, I'm telling you. 
Leviticus 18, 22 through 30. And then it goes on to say, Defile not ye yourselves in any of these things, for all these things the nations are defiled, which I cast out before you. And the land is defiled. The land is. That's why I'm really big on praying over land. And, and using the anointing oil and, and praying and, and, and doing spiritual warfare over the land. I haven't had time hardly at all, but I'm really big on that. The land is defiled, therefore I visit the iniquity thereof upon it. So in other words, when the land's defiled, it's just God's judgment's right around the corner. And the land itself vomiteth out her inhabitants. Is that is, that is what is getting ready to America? I don't know. I don't know. But I sure could have blamed God if that was the case. Ye shall therefore keep my statutes and my judgments and shall not commit any of these abominations, neither any of you of your own nation, nor any stranger that sojourneth among you. Because see, that's what I mean. They're like, well, what one guy does and it's better and doesn't affect me. Yes, it does. It's even saying here, if there's a stranger that sojourneth among you and he's doing these things, you don't, no, no, no. You get rid of them. For these abominations have the men of the land done, which were before you, and the land is defiled. That the land spew not you out also, when ye defile it, as it spewed out the nations that were before you, because they were examples. Don't do this. Child sacrifice, witchcraft, men with men, women with women, and women and men with animals. Those are some of the biggest things you could do that specifically defile land. Not every sin defiles the land. Okay? The, the Bible doesn't say every sin defiles the land. You stealing a paper clip or something like that, that might be a sin. Okay? Or, okay, let's say you steal a pen or, or, or a, 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 I don't know, something from a store. Okay? I'm not saying that's not bad, but I don't believe that defiles the land because it says it here specifically, these sins defile the land. I'm not condoning the other either, though. Or if it did defile the land, it would be like one one-thousandth of, of a, like a woman participating in bestiality. It's warning you here that you don't do this. For whoever shall commit any of these abominations, even the souls that commit them, shall be cut off from among, among the people. Now, the reason I brought up aborting the babies is because there are other things that defile the land as well. Like I said, it mentioned in the Bible, in the Old Testament, and witchcraft and um, aborting your babies and that type of stuff, child sacrifice. Therefore, you shall keep mine ordinance that ye not commit any one of these abominable customs which were committed before you, that ye defile not yourselves therein. So you're defiling yourselves and you're defiling the land. I am the Lord your God. Okay, so that's, I think that should explain it pretty good. Um, I'm, I'm taking up all my time going into this, but, you know, I, I guess maybe the Lord wanted us to hear this uh, today. Um, all right, then let's go further. Luke 17, 26. Uh, as, it, as it was the days of Noe, meaning Noah, Jesus Christ talking, so shall it be in the days of the coming, in the days of the Son of Man. Okay, well, you go back to Noah, you look at Genesis 6, see what was going on there. Next verse. They did eat, they drank, they married wives, they were given in marriage until the day Noah entered into the ark and the flood came and destroyed them all. Well, he had to because 
the seed line had been so corrupted, their DNA had been so corrupted. Today, they're using vaccines more, more, more so than any other thing right now. They're using the COVID kill shot to defile the humanity of DNA. Back then, it was fallen angels procreating with women. And then the giants, the men of old, the men of renown, that were consuming the inhabitants of the land. And also further crossbreeding and breeding and breeding to make further abominations in the land. Okay, the book of Enoch expands on that. I'm not saying it's canon of scripture, but it's it's a it's an expansion of Genesis 6. And again, just key in book of Enoch and keyword search at contendingfortruth.com. I've done a whole study on it. Um, or probably several. Anyway, that's not the, the verses I wanted to key on, though. Then the next verse, Luke 17, 28. Likewise, so in other words, this is also a parallel thing. This is also an abomination like what was happening in Noah 6 where it repented God that he didn't even made man, it said. In, in I'm sorry, Noah. Genesis 6. Likewise, so in parallel, this also is something that totally grieved God as it was in the days of Lot, meaning Sodom and Gomorrah. They did eat, they drank, they bought, they sold, they planted, they built it. But the same day that Lot went out of Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all. Who? Sodom and Gomorrah. The LGBTQ crowd of Sodom and Gomorrah killed every one of them. Dead in a bag of hammers. It's a warning. It's a warning. But the church doesn't care anymore. They're, they're, they're bringing them into their ranks. They're making, they're making them pastors. Gay guy pastors, lesbian pastors. Or at bare minimum, they don't say anything against it. Because they're gelded. Even thus shall be in the day when the Son of Man is revealed. Well, that's we're not too far off from that. So we should be, ex be expecting this type of stuff. Well, they're defiling our DNA, as it was in the days of Noah, and surely we've seen just enough of today's teaching to understand that we're living in Sodom and Gomorrah all over again, reborn. So how long could the revealing of the Son of Man really be? Now, whether you're pre-trib, mid-trib, pre-rap, post-trib, whatever, we're, we're near the Son of Man, God coming back, Jesus coming back. We're, we're, we're near there. I think we can all agree on that. Jude 1.6, the angels which kept not their first estate, meaning the ones that fell, but left their own habitation, this was in Genesis 6, he hath reserved into everlasting change under darkness into the uh, judgment of the great day. It's a special compartment of hell called Tartaros. It's a different compartment of hell. It's it's defined, the gr underlying Greek word is different where it's mentioned, I believe, in Peter. First Peter, I think. It's different. It's a different compartment of hell where they're actually at. These angels which kept not their first estate. It's a special punishment, in other words. Meaning, it was so egregious to God that he made a special, or at least there was a special compartment of hell to house them. They kept not their first estate. They left their own habitation, which was heaven. And then it gives the parallel of the human version of this kind of happening, which was even as Sodom and Gomorrah 
and the cities about them in like manner, giving themselves over to fornication and going after strange flesh. Well, hold on. Aren't these two verses in parallel, Jude, Jude 1, 6 and Jude 1, 7? Yeah, the angels went after strange flesh, meaning women. Some, some, it's, it's so obvious and clear here that that's what they're talking about. What was their punishment? Well, eternal hellfire in, in the special compartment of hell, called Tartarus. And then the human parallel to this is Sodom and Gomorrah. Going after strange flesh. And basically they're both, meaning the fallen angels and the inhabitants of Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities in, about them in like manner are set forth for an example, suffering the vengeance of eternal, basically hellfire. It's not something I want to mess with. I don't. I don't understand the whole gay thing. I don't get it as a guy personally. But I, you know, I, I we're gonna get into that in a second. Like, what what are the underlying things? The parallel. What are some things we typically always see with this? Job four eight. Even as I have seen, they that plow iniquity like sin plow that's like their heart they're they're trying to harvest it they're, that's what they they're planting they're plowing iniquity and sow wickedness like you sow a seed reap the same and again that's what big reason why they're they have all this horrific stuff happen to them that we just described because they're plowing iniquity they're sowing wickedness so they're going to reap was like so sowing the wind and reaping the whirlwind you always reap more than you sow. Well, what do you mean? Well, when you plant a tiny seed, that tiny seed can grow up and become a big, gigantic plant. You're reaping far more than you sowed. You, you might have only sowed a tiny, a tiny seed. But you reaped, you could reap a thousand times that. So they that plow iniquity and sow wickedness reap the same. It's why you want to do good. You want to sow into good, fertile ground. Godliness. And I don't mean to be seen among men. The Bible talks about that. So Christians bearing 30, 60, 100 fold. Different types of Christians bearing, you know. Again, I'm not saying that's what saves you, but it should be a byproduct. Good works should follow. But if you're trusting in those good works, no, 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 no. For you say by grace through faith and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. But works should obviously follow. Sure. Job 4, 9. By the blast of God they perish, and by the breath of his nostrils are they consumed. Meaning the wicked. Psalm 37, 38, but the transgressors, but the transgressors shall be destroyed together. Well, like in Sodom and Gomorrah, yeah. And the end of the wicked shall be cut off. Psalm 101, 8, I will early destroy all the wicked of the land, that I may cut off all the wicked doers from the city of the Lord. That's how serious God takes it. Their day is coming. And for the most part, the corporate 501c3 FEMA clergy response team church has set back and done nothing.
about a host of things. If the church would actually mobilize, we, we could, through prayer and fasting alone, could shut down all the abortion clinics. Could absolutely drive the sodomites out. And, and a host of other things. But the church is so full of leaven. It's so taken over. And the Bible predicted it. The Bible says in 2 Thessalonians that there's going to be a falling away in apostasy. Apostia. And then that wicked, capital W, the Antichrist, will be revealed. Well, we're seeing the apostasy in full force. It's just a matter of time. Could be days, could be months, you know. I doubt it's going to be many years before the wicked's revealed and the false prophet. And then there's this, and I've went over this before, and I'm not going to play this. I don't have time, but it's the born gay hoax. Correlations between child sex abuse and homosexuality. It's a full documentary. Now, the original link I had to this was on YouTube and it was taken out, but I found it on BitChute and there's several versions of it. So I just gave you the, the search query to bitshoot.com and it goes in and they, they go into a bar and they interview all these gay guys and they and they're talking about all these gay guys and they don't think they're being recorded but they're admitting to having sex with um like little boys to teenage boys to whatever none of them are are they're all pretty much bragging about it but they're also very guarded, saying, oh, no, I, you know, I can't really say how old I was when it, when it happened. <laughs> I get thrown in jail, one of the guys says. And one of the things that they all have in common is that they also were sexually abused at a very early age. Now, that is horrible. Okay? But you see, it's all demons. And nobody in hardly even the church wants to talk about that component. I shouldn't make blanket statements, but very few. What's driving the homosexuals to their perversions? It's that they're demon-possessed to the toenails. A normal guy doesn't want that. Saved or unsaved. Okay? I've been both. I've been saved, unsaved. Normal dude never wanted that. Don't comprehend it. But if there's enough demons at play, evidently that's what happens. So, um, I got, that leads me to this next one, which is um, from a longtime listener. And I, I've said this one before, but I'll say it again. Reborn this way, testimony from a longtime listener. Um, his name's Garth, and he said, now this, I got this um, well, in 2020, July 1st, so it wasn't that long ago. He said, Dear Scott, I'll make this short as not to distract you from the overwhelming amount of info you sift through for your weekly studies. I've been a regular listener since 2014 and you've been and have been very blessed and influenced by your ministry. I want to share my testimony with you while it's still available. As I'm nervous any day now, Facebook and YouTube will remove it. And if you feel it is relevant or benefit to your audience, you are free to use or share it as the Lord leads or not. I am an ex-homosexual and prostitute. This guy did it all. Okay? 
Um, I'll wait until we meet in heaven to tell you how your ministry has blessed me. Now, what I did is I posted his link to this, and it's called Reborn This Way. It's still up. Now, I've got a whole file on people that are Christians now, and they were homosexuals. The Lord Jesus Christ is the only one that can break this thing off you. Really, what it boils down to is deliverance. Um, that deliverance may come in different ways for different people. May not be the standard procedure, you know. I, I know some people that just get saved get delivered from like alcoholism or homosexuality, or so it's not cookie cutter for everybody. And that's why I don't want to like get up here and say like, oh, I I hate all the I don't hate the gays. I, I hate what they're doing. The, the lesbians and all the perversions and especially now with all the, the stuff with bringing the kids which is where it's leading where this is leading is the LGBTQP pedophile child molesters is of a more accurate description because most of these guys that were interviewed in that one documentary at least the ones I, I was seeing they all had sex with kids too and they would admit it with a few drinks in them and thinking they're talking to another gay guy. They'd admit it. Because if you're that demon infested, Satan's never just going to let you stay in one spot. Oh, you're good with just the gay guys. No, he's going to try to get you more and more and younger and younger and younger to have more and more inclinations to that. And that's what's going on. But he, there's a whole testimony there from a listener. And there's other ministries out there that um, that are, are, are dedicated to, um, in fact, I ought to put that in there. Hold on. So I want to put this in there in case I've got any listeners that are dealing with this. Okay, listen, I'm not, I'm not judging. I don't know what you went through. I don't know what kind of hellish childhood you might have had. I had a pretty bad childhood, but I, it wasn't in, along those lines. And so I don't want to judge anybody in that position. Because you know what? I haven't walked in their shoes. And I'm not going to be like a lot of the people I've been around in the past. And I won't really name denominations. But, you know, well, bless God, you know, let them all burn in hell and all this. No, 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 no. I'm going to consider the pit from whence I was dug. And while I will point out the sin, I'm also going to point out the remedy. And I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna condemn them. I'm not gonna condone, but I'm not gonna like point the finger either. Like I'm Mr. Perfect or something, you know. So former editor of Young Gay America turned Christian celebrates marriage to wife. I'm telling you, it can be done through the Lord Jesus Christ. It's the only way. You can't will it. You got to get delivered. You got to break those curses off you. And and this is a whole thing on there. Um, and I think um, he's got a Facebook page there. I'll highlight that. And then I believe it's christiannews.net. Anyway, you can you can see that in there. So there's a couple different resources, you know, um, because I always want to try to give hope at the same time. As much as this whole stinking lgbtq particularly the child molesting part 
how they're bringing drag queens in, into the libraries and they're they're doing this to the kitties. As much as that makes me want to tear my hair out and explode in righteous indignation, I also have compassion for those that have been molested. It, it, Alistair Crowley said it. The great B666, he said the, the, the greatest way to to uh, vampirize and to demon infest a child is, is to sodomize him. And the littler the better. He said it. Well, preferably for him, he could you get to kill him too. Sodomize and then kill him. But if they lived, and again, what is the ba greatest thing they all have in common? Even according to these guys that were at this gay bar where they were saying about how they molest kids, they were sexually molested by a, typically a same sex. Sometimes it was opposite sex. Um, adult, usually somebody close to the family at a very early age. And they all wound up the same way. Why? Because those demons went into them as children. Now that's not their fault. Okay, so again, I got a little bit different stance than some of the fire and brimstone, maybe Baptists out there that wouldn't go into this just aspect that I just got into. The Bible says it's his will that not any would perish and that all would come to repentance. So I don't want to see him burn in hell. I mean, if I got what I deserved, I'd get death in hell. Why would I want to see them burn in hell? I want to see them get saved. Like these like these people here, like my listener Garth and, and, like, and like this this um, Michael Glaze. The, um, he says he left homosexual six years ago by prompting of the Lord after working as the editor of Young Gay America for over a decade. Whoa. Praise the Lord. Um, now I would, I would always, if, if, if you're like, whatever, I think always the best place to start is deliverance. And I've done many, many things on deliverance. I, I got a little thing. I pop out to people in it, but you can key in deliverance and I've, I've done many studies on it. Now, a lot of it you can do on your own. Now I'm not saying that you're going to be able to totally get free on your, I don't know. It, it depends on the person. It depends. But if you combine it with prayer and fasting, and you have other people praying for you, yeah, you're gonna get you're gonna get a more powerful effect. I'm just telling you. All right, so um oh boy. Uh I'm gonna go try to just get this in here. Uh, this is um this is unrelated topic, but senior DOD official, UFOs are demonic and we shouldn't be pursuing them. Multiple whistleblowers over the years have told us that the government knows that the UFO phenomenon is controlled by non-human intelligence. Now, I'm not, this isn't saying that there's not reverse engineering of their, of these crafts that they have found. And that there's not technology exchange that we've talked about many, many, many times between these so-called demonic entities uh, in gray alien or tall gray alien or reptilian form or whatever. It's evil. Okay, what we're dealing with here. Some of these are actually, I believe, the technologies of fallen angels. Okay. And some of these are reverse engineered from technologies that we've gotten from them. I, I think it's a combination, personally. Lou Elzito is a former intelligence officer with the Department of, of Defense and former director of AATIP, the Pentagon's previous UFO program from 2010 to 2017. At the 15 minute mark of an interview with the New York Post, 
Elizondo speaks about a meeting he had with a senior Department of Defense official who told him that there are people within the government who do not want the information about the subject to get out to their officials, um, to the officials, the philosophical and religious belief systems. Because they think it's going to, I guess, wreck everything or whatever. Now, again, I have devoted a gigantic portion of this ministry to the whole alien disclosure agenda. So I would hope that any of my listeners that have been with me for any length of time, that they're going to know exactly what's going down and that it's demonic and they're not going to get caught flat-footed. I've tried to prepare my listeners as much as possible for the whole disclosure event, however that may manifest, because I don't know exactly how it'll exactly manifest. And I hate to say it, but again, 99 point, probably 99% of all the churches have done nothing along those lines. They've avoided it like the plague. And when it does happen, there, there's going to be so many people in their congregation ignorant of Satan's devices. They're going to be destroyed for lack of knowledge. It's going to be a mess. It's going to be a total mess. This is what I predict. But again, that's a big reason why this ministry exists, to try to help people through that whole thing and to reconcile it with the Bible. Now, I'm going to go ahead and play this. So this is this ex-Pentagon official, Louis Elzondo, reveals UFO bombshell. I'm just going to play a very short clip of this. Uh, but that's what we had to wind up doing because there were people that were, were certainly uh, against this, this effort. Uh, and, and only because, of, again, their, their philosophical belief system. I had nothing to do. In fact, I, I had one... I remember the conversation very well. Um, this is a person I respected tremendously, very, very senior person. He told me, he said, Lou, I want you to stop stop doing this. I said, okay, sir, I, I certainly can, but may I ask why? And he says, well, we already know what it is. Now, at that moment, I, I honestly thought maybe it was our own technology. I was running Now, I think he was trying to push for what what is this? what is this technology maybe he was pushing for disclosure a little bit I, I i don't know the full context you can listen to the whole interview if you like though against some super uber secret sap and uh, you know the sap is a special access program telling me to stop and i said okay sir so so it's ours and he said no meaning is the technology ours and he said no well i've talked about the granada treaty i believe is what it's called with uh, i believe eisenhower and that gets into the treaties, that treaty that we entered in with these supposed, you know, aliens or whatever. They're just basically uh, demonic. They're just husks for demons. They're demonic containers for demons, most likely. Maybe fallen angels in some cases. So that they can actually appear with a body. Now, I understand Satan can... Uh, appears an angel of light and he can but I, i'm saying that these things can be killed though okay from what every every indication that i've seen so um anyway let's go further that's not what i'm saying and he said uh, he asked me point blank have you read your bible lately and i wasn't quite sure where he was going with that and i said well sir I, I i i think i know what it says what where are you going with this and he said well then you would know that these things are are demonic and we should not be pursuing them yeah, and uh, I, I so he's he, talking about the UFOs, I believe, and they're demonic. We shouldn't be pursuing them. Well, I'm of the exact opposite mindset. If it's demonic, I want to 
pursue it and pray against it and war against it and come against it and drive it out. I'm not going to, but see, that's the typical mindset. Oh, it's demonic. So it's scary. And, and it's, but if you're unsaved, you have no tools to really battle that. I understand an unsaved person's mindset on that. I'm not judging them. I'm just saying from a, from a Christian standpoint, Jesus came to destroy the works of the enemy. This is for this cause. The son of man came to the earth to destroy the works of the enemy. So are we not to be like him? Are we not to emulate his behavior? Are we not to war? Are we not to occupy till he comes? Are we not to be good soldiers for the Lord Jesus Christ? You know, when David went against, you know, Goliath, he didn't shy away. Who is this uncircumcised Philistine that brings all these railing accusations against us? You know, no, you go at it. You, you, you engage it. He wasn't kidding you, but that's exactly how, how he felt. So this is a Pentagon. This is a DO, Department of Defense official uh, saying, "Stop looking at UFOs because they're demonic." Correct. But if something demonic is flying over our skies, wouldn't religious people want to fight them? <laughs> you would. Yeah, he's right. Yeah, <laughs> that's all I want to do. I can't wait. I can't wait till all this stuff's out in the open. I've been, I've been waiting for years and years and years. I want to literally engage evil. I don't care if they're Nephilim, giants, reptilians, skunk apes, Sasquatch. I don't care. Bring it on. Because my God's greater. My God created the universe. Top that one. And there's the, then there's those other Bible verses. Daniel 11, 32, second part. Um, but the people that do know their God shall be strong and do exploits. And that's regarding the end times that we're moving into. Daniel, okay? So there's nothing too hard for God. God doesn't want us backing down to evil. And do you know how many people could get saved if they actually saw Christians engaging pure evil and winning? That's what I'm talking about. Do you know how much glory the Lord Jesus Christ could get in that scenario? And how many people could get saved? What higher purpose could you have as a Christian than to want those two things I just mentioned? I'm trying to think how God would think regarding this matter he's not gonna want us cowering in fear i can't wait i feel like this is a facade that we're living in honestly i want the things that go bump in the night to come because you know what it's gonna do the the way that it's been going hasn't worked to wake up christianity has it what is the shape of of, of the christian church right now probably in the biggest shambles it's ever been in Thanks to all the 501c3 corporate entanglements and licenses from the state and reading the wrong Bible. But when people actually really start to see God defeat evil, great fear will fall upon mankind. Great fear. And many will be saved. Just like when Ananias and Sapphira died. And when King Herod basically became consumed with worms. What, what always happens? Great fear falls upon those that see it, and many get saved. 
That's what we got to have. We need God's righteous judgment, in other words. And I believe he's looking for vessels, Christians, that are willing to die. I'm not saying I'm going to die, but I'm willing to die. Sure. Send me out there, God. I don't care. I don't care if they're giants. I don't care if they're Anunnaki. That's a whole other subject. The Bible talks about them in the Old Testament. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. I just, I don't even care if I'm known about, I don't care if my name's ever mentioned. I want to see maximum people get saved as a result of what God maybe could do through me or others. However he wants to work, it's up to him. That's fine. I want to get, see him get maximum glory. And I want to see maximum amount of people get saved and great fear fall upon the unsaved because that will drive a lot of people to salvation. That's my goal, personally. That's my true calling. That's what I'm waiting for, to kick in. I, I've said that in the, I haven't said that a lot recently or lately. That's what I'm waiting for. That's what I feel my true calling is, 100%. And when that day comes, this ministry is probably going to go bye-bye. But at that point, it might already have been gone bye-bye because there's no more options for it. Because the night cometh when no man can work. But you know what God can do? He can translate you there if he wants to. Get that on camera maybe. Find a way to, I don't know, get it on the internet somehow. Or some way, some way shape, or form. Ooh, man, you know how many people get saved? Ooh, that's what I'm talking about. That's my, if you want to boil me down, that's that's what that's what I am right there. That that's what I'm longing, longing, longing for. And if I die, what a glorious way to die that would be. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, you know, I, I, I think look, I I think no matter what it is, we need to figure it out. And uh, you know, there was a time and this is look, I I I'm a religious person, but you know, there was a time where the church wouldn't even look through the telescope of Galileo because uh, it conflicted with their, their, their narrative, only to, you know, years later, then to come out and, and actually now, you know, use, use the, the grandeur of the universe to support their, 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 you know, their philosophical and theological belief system. So uh, I, I am under the, the presumption that, that more data is good, and I don't think we should ever be fearful of data. Uh, and uh, it doesn't matter if they are, at the end of the day, some sort of super secret foreign adversarial technology that's leapfrogged us, or if it's little Greek men from Mars, or if it's demons, we probably need to figure it out because it's in our airspace. And by the way, it doesn't care if, if what we think because it's there and it's, it's interacting with not even our, that's just our military, but even civilian aircraft and, 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 and civilians. May 2019, uh, I was doing the, my show for the New York Post basement office and just nonchalantly reached out to the Pentagon for a boilerplate statement on ATIP because I just wanted my own statement. And in there, they said that you had nothing. No, they said you had no responsibilities with ATIP. And then I followed up with um, the spokesman at the, at the time, Chris Sherwood. What do you mean? He had nothing to do with ATIP. Uh, Chris said to me on this the, Pentagon program. 
phone, I'm not really happy with the way they're handling the story. They internally at the Pentagon. He was frustrated with that statement. Chris goes away. Sue Goff comes in there and then she issues a new statement saying Lou had no assigned responsibilities with regards to agent. Right. Yeah. The, why would the Pentagon consistently be saying this? Well, because my assigned duties were, were through the read-on document from 2009 that substantiates what I was doing. And, and of course, thankfully, Senator Harry Reid has set that record straight many times for the record uh, of what my role was. And my name is clearly on that documentation and all the documentation. This, is, this goes back to what I told you. There's some people in the Pentagon that still don't like me very much. And unfortunately, uh, Colonel Goff, um, by the way. Uh, so basically, we're seeing more soft disclosure. I mean, just on the right side here on YouTube, I mean, it's got, you know, all the stuff about alien disclosure and Tucker Carlson, Pentagon whistleblower warns of UFO intelligence failure, Tucker reacts, uh, Jeremy Corbell inside the latest UFO, UFO video confirmed by... The Pentagon, uh, another one, FAA audio of UFO over Chicago airport um, in 2006. I mean, it's just one thing after another after another. It's all along the lines of soft disclosure. But see, they want you to, they want you to believe their version of it. Their version, which has nothing to do with the Bible, nothing to do with demons and devils and fallen angels. Whatever version that they're going to come out that's what they want you to believe and they're and they're trying to set us up for that so i'm way over on time god bless you and we will see you in part two